I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a devotional podcast designed with new moms in mind. Last night was a humility check for me. My husband just started working night shifts again, and I've been pretty spoiled by the fact that my one-and-a-half-year-old is now sleeping through the night. Well, last night, I got bit in the butt by the other fact that she still only has four teeth, which means I've got a long road of teething ahead of me. I got a taste of some of that teething yesterday when my husband was just about to head out the door to go to work, and the baby woke up crying. So I went in to soothe and rock her, and I thought she'd go back down pretty easily considering how tired I knew she was. Well, three and a half hours later, I sure felt fooled. This girl would not sleep. The only thing that comforted her was laying against my chest, but as a tired pregnant mama with a big belly and an aching back, spending my night in the rocking chair was not ideal. I repeatedly attempted to gently lay her back down in the crib whenever she dozed off in my arms, but without fail, she kept waking back up and even more angry and upset than before. I felt so out of control. There was no one around to help me, no one to share in this burden, and my prayers for rest and sleep were just not being answered. This is when my anger came out. By the time I successfully got her to stay asleep somewhere around the midnight mark, I was a mess and I was the one crying. I comforted myself with the thought that maybe this rough night would mean we could all sleep in in the morning, but that didn't happen either. When I was awakened bright and early by the sound of her calling for me, I was not happy, and I was not looking forward to facing the day. I still felt some of that residual anger, along with some other lingering emotions. And as I stumbled about the house preparing breakfast, I questioned whether God really cared about me last night. I know he could have gotten that baby down in his own sovereignty and power whenever he wanted. So why didn't he want to do that? Why couldn't he see me struggling and wrestling and just help me out? In that moment, I felt the Spirit stir in my soul, a reminder of the things I know to be true, but I don't always want to hear. Like the truth that my anger and frustration from this situation is not a reflection of God's weakness, but of mine. And that I have asked the Lord many times to refine me and change me and make me a better mom. As someone who battles anger a lot, it's a constant prayer of mine for the Lord to weed these selfish, harmful attitudes out of me. So how can I accuse and mistrust the Lord when he's doing exactly that? When he's putting me in the hard situations to practice selflessness and to practice surrender? I realized that even though last night was hard, and I'm sure to have more hard nights ahead, I have the power to cling to a better, more eternity-minded perspective. I know that when I get to the end of my life, I will not regret the night spent rocking my crying child to sleep, but what I may regret is knowing that I hindered the Lord's work being done in me because I couldn't see past the temporary and keep his kingdom and his purposes at the forefront of my mind. There's a piece of scripture in 2 Peter that always sticks out to me whenever I read it. In chapter 3, starting in verse 8, Peter writes this, Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 
Whenever I read this passage, I feel a little more humbled, and I'm reminded that the Lord fulfills his promises in his timing. He is not slow to hear us, and he is not slow to respond. He's not slow to fulfill those changes in us that we've been praying and hoping for. As it says in verse 9, he is instead patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Even though I know Peter's writing this about the Lord's return, I feel as though there's truth and encouragement in this for all of us even now. The Lord does want us to be refined. He does desire our repentance, and he knows the best way to draw the sin out of our lives and to give us new desires is through the hard work of day-to-day discipline. As it says in Hebrews 12:7, we are to endure hardship as discipline. For God is treating you as his children, and what children are not disciplined by their father? Picking up again in verse 11, it reads, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The question I needed to ask myself this morning, and maybe you're feeling prompted to ask yourself too, is this. Do I trust that the Lord's plans and promises for me are worth the struggle and the sacrifice and the discipline? Motherhood is full of growing pains. We ache and moan as we're being stretched and refined because the things we're experiencing are so new to us and they are hard and painful. But with a kingdom-minded and eternity-focused perspective, it is so much easier to push through the pain and remain confident in the Lord. Last night, my confidence was shaken, and I allowed anger and frustration to replace my faith and trust. But thank God that His mercies are new every morning for each of us. Perhaps the best piece of scripture to follow all of this is Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for not abandoning us or forgetting about us on the hard days and in the middle of the toughest nights. Jesus, you see us and you have compassion on us. You are even nearer than we realize. Lord, help us keep our eyes on you whenever we're tempted to despair or let our emotions, even our anger, get the best of us. Even though the things we face are not always easy, you are always good and you are always working in our lives. Thank you for not leaving us as we are, but for putting things in place and putting us in situations that help refine and sanctify us. You discipline us as a loving father. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.